Chris Hill. And this is DJ Loop. And this is the Humble Beer Podcast, episode 52. Can you believe that? Episode 52. 52. It's been, it seems like we're, we we should be 52 right now. Yeah. We've aged that much t- since the last time we've been here in these chairs. Pretty much. Pretty much. We've gotten um, older, not necessarily wiser. I've had a birthday. Your birthday's it's already... An, uh, it had passed by the... It's passed. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, I think the last time we recorded was around July. And now here it is, January of 2020. Yeah, starting a new year. Yeah. How many breweries have launched in Knoxville since we start, well, since we last recorded? Oh, at least two. Yeah. Another on the way. Yeah. We, we've had multiple. Um, I mean, we've had Next Level. We've had... What was it, Albright Grove? Albright Grove. Yeah, yeah, they're open. Orange Hat's on the way. Did I say that already? Yeah, well, you told you told me before we started recording. I have to remember what I've said before and what I need to say now. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, getting back in the flow. Getting yeah, back in it's the okay. Flow. You can be a broken record right now. We talked about it a lot, and we're <laughs> going to talk about it again. So, <laughs> yeah, so so Orange Hat, um, Beard and Beer Market, which you mentioned on the podcast last time. Yes. Which was like 15 years ago. In, po- in podcast world. In the podcast world, world, yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah, for sure. But we're going to try to keep coming steady, hit you hard mm-hmm. with, with podcasts here. We get, we're, we're, we're going to get our stuff together. I almost said the dirty word, but we're going to get our stuff together. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get our puma together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our puma together. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. Uh, DJ sent me a very, very bad pun. We'll post it at some point this week is a, is a really cheesy meme. And it was just like, what was it? It said, Dad's, dad says, son, did you need to go? And son says, no, I, and it's a picture of sweatpants. Puma sweatpants. Puma sweatpants. And I couldn't figure it out for like a good 10 minutes longer than it should have taken me to figure it, it out. Puma pants. Puma pants. No, dad, I poo my pants. And it was. I left for three was, hours. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Um, and people are going to be like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yes, yeah, exactly. But it, it was funny to us. So yeah, um, maybe all will get a laugh out of it. So yeah, so, um, so a lot has happened in the beer scene and a lot is still, still going on. I mean, life is getting crazy right now. You've got a baby on the way again. Again. Um, well, I say again, people might think you've had one no. <laughs> in the amount of time we've been off. Exactly. It's not true. It's the same one. Same one. Same one. Still, still waiting for um, another, little, another little boy. So another another little um, brewer's assistant coming in the world. Oh, I know. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, because you're, you're officially a brewer now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but um, but yeah, since last time. But yeah, the... I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, kids really like you think your whole life, like kids aren't going to change the way I live. Like we're still going to be able to live the life we lived before. And then you have kids and it's like, nothing is the same at all. I mean, see, I'm lucky though. in the fact that, um, my wife lets me go to, um, merchants of beer mm-hmm. for, uh, Manchester United games. Right. So at least when I get to go out to watch my soccer matches, I have, um, 50 beers in which right. you can like, I can, and I end up getting just drinking body things most of the time. But I, I throw in, I'll see what new they have on tap. Yeah, and see, it keeps me in the loop of all pun intended, of <laughs> all the um, 
what's going on in the craft beer world right and, and being seconds away from a, a alliance and print shop i get to let the kiddo run around in those two yeah i don't get to go uh brewery hopping as much as i would like to uh, but no. but uh being close to those two uh, breweries like 10 minute walk from mm-hmm. both of those then at the pub to merchants of beer to watch um the soccer matches lets me know what's coming in town out of town wise then i get to hang out at some breweries and let my uh kid grow up being chased around in a brewery which is pretty cool yeah i'm jealous of that because you're you're closer to downtown and we're we're kind of out here in far far west knoxville northwest knoxville and so we, we don't get that quick access to a brewery like you do and um you know, maybe I should join your Manchester United group just to get out of the house. You should. Maybe God, I should. God's favorite but, football team. You know, beyond that, like, it's it's been funny. It feels like even downtown is changing so much now. And unfortunately, because of my job, you know, being a professional podcaster, I can go downtown and work from downtown when I need to or have meetings. So I, I still get to be down there, but not a lot at night. This past week, I got to go downtown again and visit some of the great folks at the Knoxville Entrepreneurship Center. Bumped into our buddy Matt McMillan, by the way, and nice. I got to talk about podcasting and how Humble Beer and everything that I've done, you know, really got me up there. But the crazy thing was on the way in talking about things changing, I was walking down the street and there was a guy right to my right. Well, I didn't know he was a guy. It was just this bush in a pot. And it just looked really weird. And I was like, that's a really stupid plant to put there. But okay, whatever. And then I saw a camera. And I'm like, why is there a camera? And all of a sudden, I saw the plant go, hey. And I was like, oh, what is that? <laughs> and, and just kept walking and startled me to death. And then, you know, I did that. And I went and talked to the class. And I left. And he was still there. I mean, the guy is dedicated to the craft. But he was he was there scaring people. And so what I realized was like, this guy's got to be a thing. He's got a camera. So I went and looked him up. His name is Mr. Bushman, and he made me poo my pants. Uh, <laughs> but Mr. Bushman, you can find him on YouTube, and you can find the video of me on there as well. Maybe something I'll oh, link but, in the show notes as well. Is that? I think I saw that posted on social media. I need to go. Were you on that video? Um, he's done several, and I was on the one that just came out like, yesterday okay yeah nice. i'll send you i'll send you the link to it and like nice. i said i'll post it for people I, i'll actually do it at the timestamp where i am so for people who don't know what i look like aside from that one random photo of me on the website you know they can they can get an idea for for what it was that that was out there and what we look like and yeah it's it's funny and embarrassing with that said you know there's a lot going on in Knoxville now there's a lot changing and it doesn't feel like you know as a dad I feel like I'm less and less like you like I'm I'm less hip on the scene than I used yeah, to yeah exactly and, and it's weird because it's only it's only really been a few months since we recorded last and we got a lot of good content recorded last year we had some really good interviews I mean we we had a lot of good stuff going um and then both of us thought it'd be a great idea um, you know, I guess really this is the year before, but both of us thought it'd be a great idea to have children. And then both of us said, well, children is, aren't going to change anything. And then lo and behold, children have changed things, um, the way life normally works. Um, have you seen the new Mike Birbiglia special, by the way? Yes, I have. The it's, new one. The I, I, I was watching it with Bahar the other night and we were thinking like, this is totally up DJ's alley. This, <laughs> it, no, he's my favorite comedian, but yeah, the, like I know. literally it was my favorite. That was one of the, like, there was so many great jokes. There's, it was really heartfelt and good. It yes. was brilliant. Yeah. Yes. So if you haven't seen it, what is it, the new one? Is that what he called it? Yeah. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on Netflix, go check it out. It's, it's a great special. 
Um, and if you're not sure about having kids, it may make you feel differently, may not. Definitely no pressure for this, you know. But it's the most amazing thing you'll ever experience in your life. <laughs> it's my couch. Yes. But yeah, so so anyway, so there's, you know, there's a lot changing in life. There's a lot going on. I mean, I even found myself the other day realizing, just having an epiphany of like, I understand. Like, I used to not understand why people, like older parents and stuff that like craft beer a lot, don't have a lot in their house, don't drink a lot. And, um, you know, I was like, well, if you can afford it, why wouldn't you just have the fridge stocked? And sometimes that's because of the kid's age and what you don't want them doing or, you know, things like that. And you just want to prevent children from having access to it. I get that. But some of it, I just realized the other night I was like, do I need a beer? And I was like, no, my son's waking up in the middle of the night right now. If I had to wake up after having a few beers, like I'm just going to feel older and tireder. And dude, I'm just getting old, just getting old. No, yeah, I, I get that because throughout the week I'm with my son a lot, so like I'll do the pop in, and it's it's great with um, having the the craft beer community where I can pop into a brewery on the yeah. way home. I can pop into the lines or print shop, and usually at Avit will run around, and everybody will want to play with him, and I can have one beer too. But you can't sit there and have three or four anymore with um, right. having a kid, and you can't like try everything that all the new stuff on the board or or whatever so yeah it kind of <clears throat> condenses your my brewery time from what used to be three or four hours on a on a on the tuesday afternoon maybe down yeah. to um 30 minutes right um so so that has changed a lot so and and, and then you have to if you do go do trips or if you want you have to make sure everything's taken care of and even if you go out on a trip and you're out somewhere else, you don't want to to have too many or anything thing or to hit too many places because something happens or whatever. You you'll be a phone call away and be able to go to the airport. So, so right. it, it does it does completely change your uh, kind of the way you consume once you start having kids. But yeah, but I don't know. I can't remember when what we talked about last episode. I sh- we should have listened to the last episode before we... Eh, you know, uh, we probably should have. I mean, we, we talked about getting older and all that stuff. I don't think we talked this this direction, though. Yeah, but I was able to go on some uh, good trips to um, Baltimore and got to see some um, craft beer pubs and breweries and saw that um, the McGinnis Brewery up there. It's got the uh, familiar face. Holland Brewery Head Brewer is the um, head brewer oh, for Guinness now. Oh, uh, Hannah. Yeah, is that right? We'll we'll look it up later. Yeah, but sure. That was kind of, that was kind of cool to <laughs> see, see that up there and um, hit a couple breweries. Um, got hit one right, right close to the um, Raven Stadium. Um, mm. So then we had a brew dogs trip over the summer, and so still still has been able to be out there in the scene and and hit, hit breweries and. Yeah, pubs. There's yeah. there's been a lot more Guinness and um, Boddingtons in my life. Just uh, <laughs> um, and easier to access, easy access, and wh- while you're watching a soccer match, mm-hmm. it's like I think I don't know if if see what you think about this is what I want to watch a soccer match and and um um or any football game. Like I almost think it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. To be drinking a, a really good complex craft beer while you're watching something because you're not really thinking about the beverage, uh-huh. you're not really in, kind of enjoying. You're just consuming it, like you're enjoying it, but but it's part of it's it's part of the experience. Like you're at a pub watching a match, so I I would I would tend to want to drink a, a Boddington's or a Guinness 
kind of the the pub experience while you're watching a soccer match or a football right. game. Right. So I won't like drink a really good craft beer unless I come in there early beforehand. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ryan Gas release just came into town. So oh, that's let's, right. So let's go to MOB 20, 30 minutes before the match. And we'll have a, a Tim Tasters and, some, and maybe a flight of um, they're all the new Ryan guys that's in town. Yeah. Then during the match, so like you just want a beer you don't have to think about. I don't have to think about that I'm comfortable with. I know what it is, and 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 so I'm not like trying trying to break down whether I like it or not, or the different right. complexities of it. I, I think there's some, I think there's some fairness there because like when when you're drinking a, when you're right, you want to think about the beer. Like when I drink my good beers that I have, it's never to sit down. Well, I take that back. Sometimes it's to sit down and watch a movie or. Or to do something like that. But I, I pick kind of the atmosphere and pair the beer with the atmosphere I'm in. So, you know, I mean, if it's if that atmosphere is everybody at a barbecue drinking Bud Light, I mean, shame me. But, you know, if that's all they have well, to you offer. get some Founders Gold. Oh, I would love to do that. But that depends on, was I able to bring my own beer in time? Do they have it there? You know, it's a little harder to stop by and grab a beer now when I've got a baby in the back seat. True. So, you know, if I don't pre-plan that stuff out, I'm I'm at the mercy of the of the host and if their favorite beer is Bud Light, I'm I'm kind of kind of hosed other than, you know, if I just want to drink carbonated water, which is basically the same thing. Just need to get better friends. Speaking of carbonated water, you know the one trend we have totally missed is seltzer beer. Or not seltzer beer, but seltzer seltzer drinks. Yep. Not the, I don't know if we missed it per se, but like even craft I was, beer enthusiasts I I, are kind of going off on I'm, it. I won't reveal. I won't reveal the name of the person who told me this, but because um, <laughs> I, I don't want to like just because I don't know if they, this was something they were wanting to go on record. With. Sure, sure. Uh, but there was a, there was a craft brewery that basically are they a pretty predominant craft brewery. Um, they came, they've come out with some a spike seltzer. Mm. And they were saying it's such an easy in and easy out. Um, and so there's something that could fund some really good beers. Mm. So they were able to, they, they're able to make it and you're just making basically seltzer water Yeah, and you're adding alcohol fla- and I'm flavoring to it. Yeah. And it can be a liquor. It doesn't have to be like a beer. You don't yeah. have to let it sit in a tank. Yeah. So yeah, they, 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 they can make it and they can make it with good, good ingredients and everything mm-hmm. like that. Just have high standards with it. But right. also put it out there, and, and there's a real high profit margin with it. And once once that fat is done, it's easy to stop making. Mm. But that that profit you get from that could really could fund some really good beers. Mm. And that was the reasoning for getting into the Spike Seltzer game. I mean, you know, it's a thing. I mean, I'm not going to judge. You know, if people want to get into that per se. I mean, I actually really like carbonated water. I've started drinking that. So all my wife drinks is yeah. like the liqueur like croix or yeah lacroix or lacroix whatever. Sorry, my wife is fluent in French. She always says lacroix, and I'm like, okay, that's what it is, dear. Yes, dear. Okay, Robert Brigula. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the 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 skit where he's he's not real Italian. He's Olive Garden Italian. <laughs> yeah, and his yeah. dad his dad pro- pronounces everything like correctly off the menu, and he will shut up, Dad. You'll have the pasta fagioli like everybody else. <laughs> So it's something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, it's the LaCroix. LaCroix, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We, we do bubbly here. Yeah. Bubbly. Yeah. Prefer. Yeah. I don't like cockroach killer in my, in my soda water. Um, but no, it's, it's a good alternative to, you know, having like 
Coke and it's not sugar. It's just barely flavored. It tastes, you know, it, it, I just tell myself I'm drinking a Bud Light and it feels the same. Yeah. You know, especially the lime flavor. Bud yeah, Light but there's, a, I mean, there's a couple craft breweries that's come out with them too. And, mm-hmm. and, um, so it's, it's a market people want. Yeah. And they out, um, Spike Sarasol's out, um, sold IPAs last year. I'm not surprised. I'm but not surprised. It's going for a different market. Right. But, but still, it, it's one of those things you just wouldn't think of it, but there's so many out there and it's something relatively inexpensive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's like for as, for as much as like Bud Light craps on, um, you know, craft beer and craft breweries and everything like that with their advertising. I know that their biggest competitor is actually liquor right now, especially in the sports arenas. You know, liquor is really their main competitor. It's not the craft beer in those arenas that they're really competing against. And liquor is becoming a bigger market as more and more states allow for, you know, wine to be sold in stores and things like that. Wine and spirits really, really are their biggest competitors, not even craft beer. But I mean, you know, that that said, like, I wouldn't take that to mean, like, craft beer is going to go down because of spiked seltzer. I don't think most people that like IPAs are going and, you know, espousing the the sophistication of a, you know, a White Claw <laughs> or anything like that. I think I think more than likely what's happening is another market, another piece of the beer market, like the Bud Light market crowd goes, oh, this has more alcohol in it and I can drink it now? Yeah, let's let's do that instead. And then that's that's kind of what I see happening more so. But I, I don't know. That's just my my two cents on it. I could be wrong. And I think it's actually a an alternative somebody you're at a you're at a concert and and you're at a sporting event and you don't have to drink a Bud Light. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you you go, oh I'm gonna drink a soda. <laughs> yeah like basically a spike soda instead of drinking a bud light or and and for the, maybe for the craft beer person they go oh let's that's almost like you take less of a like a, a cool point hit yeah drinking a white claw than you would if you drank a bud light yeah so i mean that, that could be a reason why it, it's that's fair so and, popular and it's not beer so you're not being judged for drinking another beer yeah you're just Judged for drinking something else. I mean, the, the modern the, the modern wine cooler. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting fad to see and be cool to see where it goes. Yeah. I've actually got an old vinyl record of um, like an old CBS syndicated radio broadcast. And uh, it's got Ringo Starr reading off a script for some wine coolers. And there are ads that are interspersed throughout the, you know, throughout the 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 music run and stuff. And it's like Casey Kasem or something like that doing the, the top awesome. 50 countdown. If I can, I don't know if I'll have it on this episode or not. You will find out. Um, but I might I might drop that in there because it's just so funny to hear him talking about wine coolers. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and you could tell he's like, I need the money. <laughs> you know, I'm not Paul McCartney. <laughs> I need I need the royalties from this. So yeah, so yeah, I think you know we missed it, but darn, I mean I don't feel like we missed anything. No, but I mean really, like I saw, I don't think I've even had. I may have had a sip of White Claw or I, one of those, but I don't I, even know. I that think I, did. I may have had one at the concert. Somebody gave me, yeah. But, but like crap here to the point where it's so readily available, even though if it, it is some kind of major craft craft brands like Lagunitas. I mean, p- some people don't 
recognize it as craft anymore. But you can get that at a Tennessee football game. Yeah. And we did talk about um, SEC. Right. SEC getting, um, and we tweeted about it, getting alcohol. You can sell alcohol and beer. Well, clearly God judged Tennessee (laughs) for letting beer in their stadium because those first few games. No. (laughs) First few games we had beer, we lost. Yeah. We lost miserably to teams we should not have lost to. But it it was kind of cool, though, to see being able to purchase beer in the SEC stadium. And it's going to be kind of cool to see um, how that expands and how, if you think about, like, the the college market Mm -hmm. and, like, smaller markets might lend itself to more to craft than these – I mean, I know your your college kids are going to be – like they want the Bud Light and the Miller Light and the Daddy, sure, and all that stuff. But like the a college market is usually a smaller market, and smaller market towns usually have the local breweries and yeah. and more trendy and or more um, kind of local centric. Yeah. So it's kind of it's gonna be cool to see how many craft breweries get in the stadiums and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that'll that'll continue to grow. Um. So beer today. We have a few beers with us, and wanted to wanted to talk about the beers that we have because I've been looking forward to this beer since was it was it last year that we we went out to Nashville? I'm, I think it yeah, was two, last, was it two years ago? I think it was the end of it was uh, no, it was right before you had Avid. Yeah, so yeah, it was almost two years ago. Yeah, Golly. um, yeah, dude, we are old. I've been doing this a while. Um. But yeah, so so a couple of years ago, you know, we went out to Nashville and if you've listened to the podcast, you know, you've heard when we went to Black Abbey and that was a great episode. And awesome as an episode. Yeah. They're one of my favorite breweries and still are. Yeah. And they've, you know, they've, they've done a lot of, um, and they've done a lot of really good beers over the years as we all know and love. But, um, one of the conversations we had out there that we've not shared on the podcast is that after we had the recording, we actually got to hang out a little bit longer there, which, you know, every now and again we get to do, but it was really cool. Cause a lot of times it's just like, Hey, stick around, have a beer. And you know, whoever we interviewed generally tends to wander off and do something else. But this time Carl was like, hang around. I want to hang out with you guys and talk a little bit more. And, um, Carl in, uh, and I and DJ and some some of our friends that happened to show up to to listen to the podcast um, all got to hang out in kind of the I guess it's not really a back room but it's like kind of back behind the bar it's a little alcove and um, he was just in there telling us about everything going on at Black Abbey and at the time he had said you know you can't tell anybody but you know we are starting a partnership with Jameson and they talked about how Jameson had sent. Um, I think some barrels over to them to barrel age. Well, I mean, first they, they they came and they they kind of like interviewed him without telling him that they was interviewed. Yeah, that was which kind of was kind of be cool to hear the backstory on that. Um, maybe we can get him on one day to to flesh out the entire story. But oh yeah, well, yeah for sure. But, well, I'm going to Nashville on Wednesday, so uh, maybe I can get him to do it then. There you go. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but it was kind of cool to they kind of interviewed him with 
without him knowing it, the the the, the, the reps came in, or yeah. the exec, execs came in for, and it was a kind of he said it was kind of a whirlwind thing, and and it was kind of cool to to get that behind the scenes before you before it was kind of released to the public that they were doing that, and yeah, and how the kind of the program worked behind the scenes, and so every time I've I've been out and um, seen any of the. Jameson, the Black Abbey, and the the brew collaborations. I've always picked it up because kind of supporting the, even buying the Jameson um, as my um, <laughs> um, friend from Northern Ireland would say, it's not good Protestant whiskey, but it's still good though. Yeah, but uh, um, well, well, their beer, their beer whiskey that they've done, where they have aged Jameson in, in beer barrels. Beer barrels has been fantastic. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, I like that more than I like Jameson, like normal Jameson for sure. Like I would take that any day over a normal bottle of Jameson. Especially check the IPA or the uh, the stout. stout. I, I actually like, I was surprised the IPA, actually both the beer barrels really mellowed out the flavor Mm -hmm. of Jameson, which I think is what I like because Jameson to me as a whiskey is just harsh. Um, it's not. It's not like I can't have a stiff drink. I mean, I like some really peaty, really crazy scotches um, that not everybody's a fan of, like Lafroy and some of those. But for me, I you know I just found it to be really smooth and really mellow, and I really like that in the whiskey. But yeah, I, I really like that. So it's funny because we had that conversation with Carl. He told us all that. He told us how they were evaluating him. And the cool thing to me, like the business marketing side, for me was really fascinating because he said what they had found was every time, and I think we've said this on the podcast before, but they found out every time that they were interviewing people that were going to bar and finding out when they were buying Jameson. And Jameson was most sold in tandem with people that went and bought a craft beer. If you bought a craft beer, you also generally, not everybody was doing it, but you know, Typically, when you bought a Jameson, there was a craft beer involved. That Jameson drinking drinkers were craft beer drinkers, right? Right. So, um, so, so the fact that that was very common, they really wanted to um, to play on that, and they really wanted to capitalize on that, and that's why they had reached out to Carl and some other brewers throughout the U.S. So, you know, when I saw that and I saw their beer barrel thing, I thought maybe they were doing some one offs with Black Abbey. I thought they were doing, you know, just some random. You know stuff, and of course, maybe trading barrels with them too, like like we had from those beer barrels we discussed. So I thought that was it. It wasn't. And um, today we are sitting here drinking Black Abbey's Old Ninety Five, which is a barrel aged English style ale, and it's aged in Jameson casks. And this is great. And and I may have said this on the podcast before. I like a bourbon barrel aged beer, but I really like whiskey aged and other liquor fine spirit aged beers better than I do bourbon barrel because bourbon barrel well almost without fail is always sweet and rich and that can be good but it can also be really 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 thick and pretty much like a one and done type of beverage and I think bourbon barrel goes goes with your stouts and your porters because stouts and porters you tend to want those to be more of a sweet right like you don't want to an IPA or a, or anything kind of to be have that kind of extra sweetness to, with it, yeah. Like have like a chocolate ale and you bourbon barrel age it and it kind of gives it that I don't know extra sweet with a 
more of an alcoholic kick to it. Yeah. So there, I mean, you know, it's not bad. Um, you know, I definitely like some bourbon barrel aged stuff. I just had one. Um, actually, I was at Hexagon yesterday for not getting out all this time. I, I was actually at Hexagon like, and um, had one of their new bourbon barrel aged beers. And, um, and yeah, that was really good. But, you know, again, just sweeter, a little on the sweeter, richer side. And um, I, I tend to find, you know, maybe it's my age, but I tend to find I like not necessarily mellower, but just things that aren't as like strong towards that sweet palate. I would actually rather go sour. I'd rather go bitter, you know, more so than I would rather, especially with beer, than I'd rather go like super sweet candy. I will say, though, I mean, there are, again, there are some good bourbon barrel aged beers out there. I just don't like it when that sweetness, that those sugars are really overstated in the beer. So I don't know. But anyways, this is um, this is a really good beer. What do you think about it, DJ? Delicious. Mm. Yes, yes. And this is why we are not a beer review podcast. <laughs> mm. So anyways, yes, there there you go. The answer go. is delicious. I will tell you my you, official review. Here. Okay, give, give us your official review. Rich malt characters with notes of chocolate, vanilla, tobacco, and coffee. Mm. Aged in German Irish whiskey barrels for five months. Exactly. That's what I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I think. Well, you know, you know what I think about it? What? I think government warning. (laughs) According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. You mean I can't? Drink a couple beers at lunch break and you go back to work and drive a forklift. That's just that's just my professional uh, that's just my professional opinion, you know, on this beer. <laughs> no, no, I mean the can is relatively correct in my opinion, but no, it really is. It's 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 got some good character to it. It's got some good. It's got that again. It's got not a sweetness per se, but it's just a I don't know maybe a little bit of a sweetness because of the old the old English style ale, but it's not overstated. It's good. This is really good. This is nine percent ABV for those wondering, and yeah, this is a great beer. So, so yeah, so really enjoying Old this. Ninety five. Yeah. So I know normally DJ, we end on the question, you know, what's in your beer fridge? So, what is in your beer fridge right now? I have about seventeen Guinness. <laughs> okay, and also I will tell you, uh, we'll have this conversation. We have it at the pub every single week. Is it Guinness or Guinnesses? <laughs> How? Uh, what is Guinness plural? Um, I think it's like deer. It's like the word deer. You know, you saw a lot of deer. You see a lot of Guinness. It's a plural. That's, that's not fun. As its own word. No, I, I, I like Guinness better. <laughs> I have multiple Guinness. I had an Irish breakfast a couple weeks ago. A bunch of guys came over, watched some English soccer. You had some Guinness. And you, you had, had some, some Guinness. And I overestimated the purchase of Guinness. Uh huh. Um, which may have been on purpose, may have not been. So shucks. I have oh, like darn. seventeen Guinness in the fridge. I got four or five other stouts there to go with it. Yeah, it's winter time, so stouts, browns. I mean, even though it's been kind of warm the past couple of days. Uh huh. But uh, that, and then also have a brewery within walking distance of the house. So the Alliance Kolsch, I can't recommend it enough. It's the, oh, yeah. it's my go-to just to go go down there and. And you go in there, you have a coach or two. It's like what four, five, four, six, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can have one or two, and it's not going to not going to affect you. Yeah. Um. And you can go home and 
um, it, you can have good good conversation. If you like people, there's always somebody fun mm-hmm. to talk to at Alliance. Always always a good story, good conversation to be had. You can come down Alliance and chase Avid around and uh, and and tell me a story. Yeah. So, I guess my beer my beer fridge is Guinness, and also um, I walk down to Alliance and and, uh, and drink their beer fridge. You're way cooler than my beer fridge right now. I have a couple of Black Abbeys um, still sitting in there. And then I've got some random smatterings of beers that just haven't been finished. We got some Abita strawberry ales in there. So it's like that have been sitting around since like probably July. It's like aged right there. <laughs> aged strawberry. Aged strawberry beer, man. I tell you. And oh, Lord. Um, yeah, it's just not, you know. That's just where we're at. That's just life right now. I finished off a um, a two-hearted ale last night, you know, and I've got some. The The only other thing is I'm still still cellaring my sorghum beer from from um, Blackberry Farm that, that we had all that time ago, that where we went and we never released the episode, you know. And that was that was a good beer, and I've just been saving it for a good good occasion to drink. So maybe at some point on this show, I'll bust that out and we can enjoy it. Bust it out. Bust it out. Because I, I know it's going to be a good beer. The fact that it was, I mean, again, it's, this will probably be a sweet one because it's, you know, um, brewed with sorghum. But the guy, when he brewed it for us, was like, this has active yeast, yeast in it. Like, take it. You can age it. You can hold it down. And I think, gosh, that's what, two, three years yeah. that I've had that? So I, I really do need to get it out and drink it before it goes. I don't know if that goes bad or not, but I guess we'll find out. I mean, Cold Mountain can keep for five years, as we well know. Um, <laughs> so, the, oh, yeah. This year's Cold Mountain was pretty tasty. It was less sweet. I haven't had it. Oh, my gosh. I haven't had it. I just, you know, babies, life, babies, business. I work out of my home. I don't have a, like, hey, I can't be like, hey, I stopped by and happened to pick some up we, on the we, way home we might, here. We might have to do a, like, a, a, afternoon like drive around knoxville to see if anybody has cold mountain oh, cold man. mountain left like scavenger hunt just so yes. chris can taste it yeah i know because they also did the coconut one publicly this year too so like i'll, I'll happily drink the, the the coconut one if that's what they've got evil and it yeah yeah you you just because you don't like coconut dude coconut like, that's not my is, problem coconut is evil that is not my problem i i think you need to come the to terms devil's with fruit uh, it is delicious. So anyways, um, so lots going on. We, DJ and I, are planning on trying to be more consistent. It has been a very busy season. Like we said, we keep naming all these breweries. We keep saying, yeah, we need to get out places. We really are going to try this year to get out. That's our New Year's resolution. Um, we have some ideas for some creative content we're going to produce. Um, so be on the lookout for, I say creative, it's going to be documentary, but we've got some stuff that we've really wanted to talk about for a while and not had good avenue to do it. And we feel like now's probably a good opportunity to really tell that story. Um, especially with your kid coming in April, like the goal is to produce a documentary on the subject that we want to discuss and then be able to release that ideally over those months while, you know, you're taking care of Ava Jr. I guess it wouldn't be junior, but Ava number two. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> there's a there's a bit of or, a tension about the. Or, or are you just going to name him Sturgill? Uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> His name's going to be Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Avid and Brothers. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Works perfectly. Yeah, great. Well, DJ, anything else you need? I'm to, good to go. Okay. 
Well, there's, another, there's a whole cooler for a beer. Yeah, we got to keep drinking. All right. Awesome, man. All righty. Well, thank you all for listening. And um, as always, remember to stay humble. And try new beer. All right, thanks. I'm halfway down in the bottom of a bottle And I ain't gonna change my ways But I ain't half bad when I do what I ought And don't have a much these days This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.